Hello and welcome to another edition of the Turd Ferguson Report. I am your host, Art Mosley, here as we continue our conversations with coaches. Uh, today we go to North, or we stay in North Georgia, uh, to Pickens County, and we have on the phone with us Coach Chris Parker, the head coach of the Pickens Dragons. Coach Parker, how are you this evening? I'm doing great. Doing well. How about you? I'm doing well, Coach. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I know you got a big week ahead of you. I know they're all big, but this one probably has a little bit more uh, significance maybe for the community. Uh, but uh, we'll touch base on that in a little bit, but uh, do appreciate your time this evening. Yes, sir. Coach, tell us, uh, before we get started, tell us a little bit about your history. Where'd you get your first start? Why'd you get into coaching and teaching? And uh, who's kind of influenced you the most? Right. Well, I, I actually started at a Sequoia High School in early 2000, right around 2001, and, um, you know, worked for Coach Maxwell there and just was trying to get a job anywhere, and I'm from Alabama, and, uh, um, you know, just they were looking for a person at Sequoia High School in Canton, Georgia, never heard of it, and showed up, and uh, Doe Kirkland, if you know Doe, mm-hmm. uh, hired me, and, uh, you know, I just wanted to go to work, so I asked him if I could coach football, I knew I wanted to, and, um you know, I just kind of was very fortunate to work with some good people there. Uh, Coach Maxwell is over at Dawson now. And, um, you know, Ray Face was defense coordinator then. Al Morrell, who's now at Fellowship, was offense coordinator then. And, um, you know, we just ran a lot of good guys. And for whatever reason, I just kind of kept getting promoted. And uh, in 2008, I got the head coaching job at Chapel Hill High School in uh, Douglasville. They had struggled. And uh, we came in immediately. We're good. Had some good players. And um, I guess it whether I – intended to or not made a little name for myself there and um you know then stayed there four years and had opportunity to move back this way uh, you know in Pickens a little bit north of where I was in Cherokee County and um you know took that opportunity and now I've been here seven years. Coach uh you mentioned Coach Maxwell but has, has was he one of your biggest influence or was there someone else along the way? Yeah absolutely Sid was a, Sid was a big part of um give me a job and give me opportunity to be in charge of different parts of the program. You know, before you, uh, before you can be the head coach, you got to be the head coach of something in the program. You got to be the head coach of a position or the equipment room, or, you know, a lot of people understand all the different things that go into the football program. And so, uh, Sid was, Sid believed in me, gave me some opportunities. Uh, like I said, we had a lot of good coaches those years, 2002, three, four, we had, um, a lot of good coaches, uh, on that staff and I was you know I'd say we were influenced by a lot of them and of course you know our biggest influence is just continuing education you know we we um football's changed so much since then that now we've got to keep uh progressing keep getting better and um you know it's really exciting to see I know Al Morrell's team's undefeated right now uh at fellowship uh Sid's team is, is I think six and one or seven and one um at Dawson and you know we're eight no uh, so kind of neat to see all of our teams as we've kind of gone our own ways, um, all being successful. Must be, must be something in the water coach. Uh, uh, but I wish I could tell you every year was like, this. <laughs> they're not all this successful, but, but right now it is going well. Well, very good. Coach, you mentioned your, your eight, no record. You're off to the best start. Uh, the team hadn't been, hadn't been kind of in uncharted territory. Last time you were seven and zero was back in 1971, um, what's been this, the key to your success this season? Well, you know, it, always, you know, the truth is many factors. And, you know, you try to pinpoint a couple of things. But, you know, the reality is we got a lot of guys back. We were um, we were a very young team the last couple of years. Just the way the, uh, you know, the way the players kind of fell. We didn't have a, a lot of seniors that played. 
we didn't have uh you know just smaller classes and in the mountain communities you'll have that so we were playing a lot of younger kids and now those kids are older now we're not playing many 10th graders really hardly any you know we're playing a lot of older kids and they played and they're experienced and you know they turn out you know for the most part great kids um that do what we asked them to do have bought in we've stayed relatively injury free for eight games um you know with some exceptions on minor things but we've um you know the ball's kind of bounced our way and you know you coach long enough you'll have those years where you know everything just seems to kind of work out and um you know eight games in it's really been one of those coach you you, you're undefeated and i I know i guess if i ask this question it might sound a little silly or or, um but according to your expectation how have things gone thus far is it is it just like you drew it up or um... well it's just like we drew it up in the perfect world you know i mean it's you know we did feel like we had a chance to compete for the reading championship and you know if we win friday we'll be the reading champs and uh mathematically and all because we'll have the tiebreaker you know we only got one game after this one Mm -hmm. and um in the regular season our bye weeks at the end so you know being that we did feel like we had a chance to compete for the region championship coming into the season i don't know about eight and no and you know sometimes with non-region games you don't know how those will go but um we felt like the goal was to give ourselves a chance to compete for the region championship and we have done that so i mean i'm proud of that uh you know now of course is the bigger challenge which is actually you know actually doing that and, and winning that game Coach, what, what's been the biggest challenge for your team so far, uh, whether it's been staying focused or, or or maybe even going back to preseason? What did you all as a coaching staff figure was your biggest challenge, and how did you overcome that? Well, you know, at Pickens, in any of the smaller towns, you, you know, you kind of combat a depth problem. You know, we, we've had to develop some depth. We knew that would be an issue. And, and the, truthfully, it's it's happened. You know, we've been very fortunate that many of these games have been decided pretty early and we've been able to play some younger kids or some backups. And, um, you know, that's been invaluable for us. We knew that would be an issue coming in. And, of course, you know, it's always an issue for us is just complacency that, you know, our job is because we have ended up playing well in some of these games and gotten ahead, you know, you, you got to take a high school kid and teach him not to play to the scoreboard and just play a standard and try to get better. And um, that's hard for him to do sometimes. So, you know, then you play a good team that challenges you and you haven't played four quarters. Mm-hmm. So I think as the season's gone on, the new challenge for us is, you know, are we going to be able to answer that, that you know, that game when we get behind and have to come back or when, you know, you know, it's not it's really gone really well in these first eight games, just to be honest. It's probably gone too well. We haven't been behind at all all year. And um, there's just things like that that you just kind of now you brace yourself a little bit and think we got to be prepared when those things happen. On the phone with Coach Chris Parker, the head coach of the Pickens Dragons up in Jasper, Georgia. Coach, uh, we talked about the team success. Let's talk about some of those individual players. Who are some of the top performers uh, that if if somebody was coming up to Jasper that that they'd hear over the loudspeaker, both on offense and on defense, and what what makes these young men kind of outstanding? Right. Well, you know, one of the reasons we're eight no is uh, there's a bunch of them. You know, know, I like to tell you that uh, I'm doing something a lot different this year and I'm, I'm, you know, really got a lot of things going. But the truth is I'm doing the same thing I'm always doing and the players are doing a better job. The players are are executing. They're making the play. So it's really been a team effort for the players. And so they should be the ones getting recognized. And and there are a lot of them. We're we're a team where our quarterback is – C.J. Stryker is a junior. Um, he's a big kid. He can run and throw. 
you know, he, he get recruited by some Ivy League schools. He's a, um, you know, he's a guy who, you know, is a valedictorian candidate, great kid. And, um, you know, our offensive line is probably one of the, I think, one of the best around, one of the best we've ever had. Uh, most everybody back from last year, Aiden Sanchez, Bailey Kennedy, Miles Bramlett, Chandler Rhodes, Chad Packus, Josh Cook. We play all six and sometimes Jay Gold, seven guys that we play in and out of there at those five spots. Um, you know, at receiver and backs, we're going to play a lot of different guys. We've got um, Zach Goss as a receiver for us, a senior, uh, committed to Tennessee Tech. He's a good player. Um, you know, on the other side, we got Alex Snellgrove, who's a junior, who's also a really good receiver. And then we play a lot of running backs. You know, most of our guys that play on defense also are running backs. And so we got, you know, Robert Davis, Michael Burrell, Trevon Hawkins, Brady Moore, all those guys, Caleb Bray, they're all going to run the ball. And um, then they're all going to play on defense. So, you know, at corner, we've got Michael Burrell and Caleb Bray. Uh, Brady Moore is our safety. He plays the center field spot. And, um, you know, at linebacker, we got Hunter Herman, who's probably one of the best linebackers in the region, with Tremont Hawkins, who's a good running back and a good linebacker, kind of our leader, and uh, Andrew Makem. All those guys play well. On the D-line, Dallas McHale, Clayton Holland, Cy Chadwick, uh, Chase Jarrett, all those guys have been getting in. So it's um, we really have played a lot of guys. You know, I think if you come and guess what guys are going to be uh, name called the most for the quarterback and me get all the credit and all the blame. You know that <laughs> uh, you run a podcast. You know that. Yes, sir. Um, but you know, I think that uh, you know, Goss gets a lot of credit probably as a receiver. He's a guy that stands out a little bit. Uh, and all those backs. I mean, Tremont Hawkins, Brady Moore, Michael Burrell, those guys are good players. They'll stand out if you come to the game. Coach, uh, you mentioned all these these young men, but have have there been any that were surprise players for you and your staff? Maybe that have come along unexpectedly in a in a in a good way for you guys this season. There have been. I mean, you look at a guy like Andrew Makem, middle linebacker. He, you know, probably struggled some in his early career, and you know, has really stood out to be one of the better linebackers in the region. And um, you know, didn't didn't always have it come that easy to him. You know, had to work and had to earn it as a senior. And those are the kind of kids you really look up to for. Um, you know, we've got some guy Chase Jarrett on the D-line. has been a big Clayton Holland on the D-line. Um, there's just been guys that we knew would be good players but but have been even better than expectations. I think Caleb Ray at corner and receiver has been really good. Um, you know, all those good. You know, when, when you ain't know, they, it feels like they're all doing good and it feels like they're all exceeding expectations, you know. <laughs> That's a good problem to have. Uh, That's right. Coach, we, we talked about these young men on the field. Are there any that are off the field, perhaps in the classroom or in the community, that stand out more than others? I mean, the first one that come to mind would be Stryker. Um, he's just such a good student and, um, you know, a good representative of the program. But, you know, we got a lot of good guys. I mean, we've got a lot of good guys that, um, you know, that compete in the classroom, do right, um, you know, give themselves a chance and, you know, I hate to single all of them out. I'm sure I'm missing some of them, but um, the good boys. That's it, Coach. Sounds like you got a great, great problem to have up there in Jasper. Uh, on the phone again with with Coach Chris Parker, the head coach of the Pickens Dragons. Coach, you got a big matchup this Friday. We, you mentioned before earlier in the podcast, Ridgeland comes to town. Uh, they, they kind of been the uh, the bully the last few seasons in the region. Uh, region title implications, as we mentioned. What are some of the things that Ridgeland does that or they they bring to the table that will be challenging for your team this week? Well, they're exceptionally fast. I mean, they probably have about six or seven guys that 
you know, or, or you know, can score on every play. Um, and you just don't see that much. You don't really see that much anywhere, mm-hmm. but you really don't up this part uh, in 4A in this part of region. So, you know, that they've they've been really good, you know, for the last probably 10 years or so. They've won the region probably at least half those years, if not more, and they won it the last two years. It's be, I think they've only lost one region game in the last three or four years. So they, um, you know, they've been the best team hands down, and in part because they're very athletic, they're well coached. Um, you know, if you, if you don't do your job, you know, we talked about our linebackers, you know, Hunter Herman, Andrew Makem, Dalton Elrod, Trevon Hawkins, all those guys. If, you know, if they're not able to fit into the exact proper area, then it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if our defensive line is not able to take the right touchdown. So, you know, the quickest thing for them is just they're so athletic and they may expose any kind of mistake that it really does, you know, the old cliche about all 11 guys and all that. It really, really plays in when you got – that much speed on the field. So, you know, and then defensively, same way, because they're quick, they're very athletic, well-coached, you know, they're going to keep things in front of you. You're going to have to earn things. Um, so they're just able to kind of kind of suffocate you a little bit by playing fast on defense, getting you off the field, getting the ball back, scoring quick, being good on return games, things like that. Well, well Coach, it sounds like you have your work cut out for you uh, this week in preparation. Uh, so we we wish you the best, the best there. And once again, for those listening, that game is Friday night up in uh, in Jasper uh, in Pickens County at, yeah, at Pickens our High place. Seven thirty. Come out and join us now. Come on. Absolutely. Come, come. <laughs> come, come one and come on, Coach. I will be there in attendance. Looking forward to to checking out what uh, what's going up there in Jasper. That's awesome. We'll, we'll take care of you. We'll treat you right. Coach, I got, just got a few more questions for you, uh, yeah. and then we'll, we'll cut you loose and let you get back to your evening. Um, if you weren't coaching or teaching, what career would you have chosen? Well, that's a good question. I guess I was going to go to law school or be in politics, believe it or not. And I guess going to law school, I figured I didn't want to make money, so I um, <laughs> decided to be a teacher instead. And so, I, um, <laughs> you know, I didn't. I went to University of Alabama, and um, you know, graduated from there. Didn't really want to go to school three more years, so. Um, you know, decided toward the second part of my time there that this was what I wanted to do. And um, I guess I'd be easier answer is I'd be trying cases or doing something to be very excited, I'm sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, Coach, I can imagine the folks uh, up in Pickens County are happy that you chose the the, uh, the path you did. Uh, Coach, when, when you've been in, in this for uh, what, uh, 9, 10, 11 years uh, as a head coach, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, this is my 11th year. I think it's my about 17th overall, 11th. What What do you um, want – go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, just my 11th as a head coach, yeah. What What do you want your legacy to be when you're finished coaching? Well, I hope that, um, you know, two, twofold, I guess. I hope that, um, you know, for each player, I hope they know that we cared about them and we care about them when they were playing and we care about them after they're playing. And um, still good to see and talk to and get messages and all from the old players and um, know that you made an influence on them. Some of them, it doesn't feel like you're you're making an influence on them when it's going on, honestly. But then years later, they tell you stuff that they remembered you saying or things that have helped them along the way. And so, you know, hopefully, you know, been able to influence some people individually, honestly. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, for the whole programs, I've been to coach at two places. both places I struggled a little bit before we got there and, and then had some success when we were there. So I'm proud of that. But I hope in both cases when, when my time's up that, you know, we left the place a lot better than we found it and, um, you know, made it something that the community could be proud of in both places. 
Um, but, you know, I think more importantly is that individual uh, connection that you have with your old players and guys that coach with you and that kind of stuff. Good deal. Coach Parker, we got one more question for you. Um, if, if I'm headed up to Jasper on Friday night, which I am, uh, what's the best place, either in town in Jasper or out on the outskirts of Pickens County, what's the best place to get a pregame meal? And I'm going ca- <laughs> to caveat, I have already eaten at the carriage house downtown. So, uh, well, see, here's the thing. That's the hardest question you ask me. <laughs> you know, we got 150 sponsors. We only got one school in the county. It's not like Sequoia. <laughs> we, got, um, we got one school in the county. Everybody's a sponsor of our team. I, I can't pick one of them now. You're going to put me on the spot. Um, but the barbecue places are good. Go to Biggins, Barbecue, Davis Barbecue, all those are good. The barbecue places, if you you know, if you know me, you know I can eat. So um I'd say the barbecue places are probably the best places. Very good. Uh Coach Coach Parker plugging his barbecue up in up in the mountains. <laughs> Coach, those are all the questions I had for you this evening. Thank you so much uh, for your candor and your time. Uh, really appreciate you coming on the podcast and certainly do wish you best of luck uh, as you uh, maybe the, the the biggest game in recent history up in Pickens County this Friday night at 730. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. and look forward to seeing you on Friday. My pleasure. Once again, thank you to head coach Chris Parker, the head coach for the Pickens Dragons. The Dragons sit at 8-0 for the first time in school history and have a big matchup Friday night against the Ridgeland Panthers at 7-30. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Turd Ferguson Report. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Turd Ferguson RPT. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. You can also find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Turd Ferguson. And you can also find us on the web at our own blog at Turd Ferguson. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N.com. That's TurdFerguson.com. I'm your host, Art Mosley. Make it a great day, everybody.